Tonight's episode, we have Alison Dunlop Shane's on the show, um, presenter of the EDX Files and researcher investigator for SBI Scotland. Um, so, tonight, Alison's going to talk about the Scottish UFO and Paranormal Conference. It's on in June the 17th, um, which is, is it next Saturday? That, you know, date wise, is that a week in Saturday? Uh, is, that is uh, next Saturday, yeah. Yes, it is, right. So, I need to discuss um, who's on, the speakers and a wee bit about the conference and stuff like that. So if you've no been at the conference before and uh, you're maybe looking to go or thought about it, I mean, this will give you a, a good bit of an introduction for it uh, to understand what's going to be at it, who you're going to be seeing um, and things like that. But I guess we're there. So without further ado, I'd just like to welcome Alison in. How are you doing tonight, Alison? Thank you very much. Thank you for having me back on your show, Chris. Not a problem, not a problem. Good to have you on again. So um, we're going to talk about the... The conference, as you said, and we've got a lot of good speakers um, and a lot of different varied subjects. Um, the, the, the talk that I'm going to be giving is called Unholy Homicides, Sacrifices, Serial Killers and Cults. And Sounds this, very ominous. Oh, it is. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you, researching this for the last six months or so has um, not been a pleasant task. Um, I, I've learned a lot, mm -hmm. but um, with that has come knowledge that, um, oh, you know, that the, the world is a little bit darker than previously imagined. And uh, now every time that I'm out, like if, if I were out in the car, maybe coming back from somewhere at night and I see a girl walking down the street on her own, I'm thinking, you don't know, you don't know, you shouldn't be walking on your own. <laughs> do, do you stop and pick them up then to think you're the serial no. killer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. But um, I just I just think it to myself, you know, and I think these girls, they don't know the danger that, they're, you know, um, like, so many idiots and that's not to put the blame on the victim at all yeah. um you, you know it, it is it was not their fault at all uh but you know if you know that there are there are always going to be crazies out there, but yeah, they should use the word crazies yeah. um i don't know what's politically correct nowadays and what you can get away with absolutely uh, not Crazy bonkers nuts, that's a uh, Kenny. That's yeah, a good yeah, Scottish yeah, term, you know, like, that sort of psychopathic um, yeah. or sociopathic uh, type of person um, 
they're going to be out there and you can't take you can't afford to take the chance um and you, you know there there's just so many people who have done that and uh, who have suffered for it, it was, and it was- Sorry to cut you off. Just just thinking of that, we're talking about the lone girl walking down the street. Uh, apart from even that, there was a thing I could mind watching recently, um, like a few clubs on YouTube or something like that. I was, I was talking to criminals and stuff, and it's it's mainly who they target. And mm-hmm. it was it was talking mainly about um, seeing the vulnerabilities in people and oh, yeah. why they target them and stuff like that. And like obviously these people are more different to serial killers. I mean, and, and and things like that. And I mean, so yeah, yeah but it's exactly that. It's um. Um, the weakest members of society, so the the old, the the young, and women, um, who are, you know, perhaps don't have the same strength as the the men that they might encounter. Yeah. Um, and that that's who's targeted. Yeah, definitely. So that sounds like I noticed you you mentioned a bit in there about ritualistic. Was did you say that? And yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh huh. There's um some accounts of ritualistic murders, um that involve religious and occult beliefs, mm-hmm. um going back to um the Aztecs, you know, and uh, I'll I mention I go back to to there and um also in that area of the world there are still things like that going on I also mention uh, mutie killings mm-hmm. which you might have heard of it's it's an African term uh, the, the mutie is uh, mute, you get mutie healers and there are genuine healers mm-hmm. uh, who are appalled at what these uh, uh, witch doctors who carry out these mutie killings mm-hmm. uh, do because they target the the very young um in society in their society and uh, you know they they do the most horrific things which uh, I, are just too horrific for me to even say in the talk or on here if yeah. people want to go and read about that they can do that um but very very disturbing things um there and uh, you know then um People who have um, still uh, been sacrificed to uh, like an earth goddess in Colombia. You know, one guy, you may have, it was in the news, he woke up after a a concert in, um, I think it was Colombia, and he he was in a coffin under the ground. And this was a, this had been a, a festival to the the earth goddess yeah. that he had been at the night before and he just had think had got drunk and thought he was waking up in his bed and here he's waking up in a coffin 50 miles from the event that's that's absolutely mad but it wakes up and he's 50 miles away from where he thought he was i mean wow and, and you're in a coffin you know that's just um you know if that's your pals playing a joke on you then it's <laughs> you need new pals um but yeah he, I, I don't know how they might have gotten him um but they they obviously saw that he was drunk and it, vulnerable was this more kind of recent times is this yes that was quite a, that was quite a recent thing i, I can um, remember back in the day in regards to 
um, after tea in the park. I've probably been in, I could have probably been in some coffins after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well that's, and you're that's, you're, that's you're not alone, and you you know that's that's the thing, isn't it? That yeah, while it's great to go out and and have a drink and um get sozzled now and again. Yeah. Uh, you know what actual dangers are you putting yourself into mm-hmm. these, by these doing are, that? These are only some of the ones that we know about. I mean, as you know, I mean, yeah. there's there's multiples of missing people out there. Oh, absolutely! Um, right across yeah. the world, you know what I mean. So you don't know yeah. what what types of these people could have fell victim to some type of thing like that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, look at uh, this. Is not obviously um, uh, religious in nature. At least I don't think it is. Um, the girl, I think her name was Hamilton, who went missing from Falkirk. Yep, Bathgate. Yep. Yeah. Bathgate, um, um, Peter Tobin. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Yep. But it wasn't until he killed somebody in Glasgow and they discovered that body quite quickly yep. that they then dug up his garden down in England and found her. You yeah, know, yeah. That's, that's years, years later. Mm-hmm. And um, it's mad sometimes how these people get caught as well. I mean, there's just like, yeah. sometimes it seems to be... um by chance that they 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 kind of got off it for a while. It's kind of like mm. some guiding force was actually helping them along the way or it's like almost protecting them for getting apprehended or missed chances of getting apprehended and then it's it's kind of like sometimes like a, a driving force at the end that actually gets them caught. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're not too far away from the kind of things that I've thought about mm-hmm. uh, doing this talk, uh, doing... You know, reading about uh, some of the uh, more um, reasons for uh, that people have given for doing these crimes, mm-hmm. uh, which include um, satanic worship and uh, you know worshiping a demon or or whatnot, and they believe that they have that power and that that demon has um, protected them along the way. Yeah. Um, but you know, ultimately, they've they've been caught. I mean, David Berkowitz, the son of Sam Killens. Yeah, he was caught because uh, it it was a parking ticket. Mm-hmm. He'd he'd stopped his car, went and killed uh, two people, and when he got back, he had a parking ticket. And it was only by chance that a few weeks later they. You know, one of the detectives was told, you know, try anything, like look up parking tickets. Mm-hmm. And they saw that this parking ticket was given like round about the same time as a shooting. And uh, that's how they got him. But that's a really interesting case too, because uh, there's evidence that would suggest that he did not work alone. Yeah. Um and that evidence I would say came from like the, the police sketches in particular. Mm-hmm. Um that don't all match up. They don't all look like David Berkowitz. Yeah. And later on he said that no, he wasn't the only shooter. And there were other people who had been in his cult who were present at the time. There was also yeah. kind of like links across the country as well to that. Yeah. There's almost like some type of cult and it is 
it's a there's a very interesting documentary on Netflix. It was, it was pretty good, but that's an it's an interesting case, and it, it's there's arms and legs to it, as you know. You know what I mean, we're looking at it. There is. You'll need to tell me what the Netflix uh, thing is if I've seen it or not, because I've pretty, just seen... it's pretty good. You know what I mean? It is. It's, yeah. It goes into a lot of detail with it, and it, I mean the detail of it, it goes into a lot of the the. The base of other potential members and, and things like that, which it could have mm-hmm. been. Um, an interesting this, story, though. Is it the one that um, it's uh, Maury Terry, the journalist? Oh, um, I can't remember now. No. We well ago, I watched okay. it. But it was, it was a, I think it's just called The Sunny Sam. Right, um, okay. Is it The Sunny Sam? I think it was. No, well, the one that I saw was Sons of Sam. Maybe that's was, it. Yeah, maybe that's it. It was a reference to the, the man that stayed a neighbour um, who had the dog. Yeah, uh, uh, the dog was not called Sam. the The neighbor was called Sam, and he uh, had two sons. Yeah, and these two sons allegedly uh, helped and and were in this cult. And certainly, photographs of these two men, who weirdly died, um, one committed suicide, and the other. Uh, had a weird car accident, you mm-hmm. know, and this was like within a couple of years. Uh, in fact, I think one, I think one committed suicide quite soon after he was jailed, and the other was in this car accident about a year later. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, that's the same one. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. interesting. It really is interesting, though, the amount of kind of detail it was in it. It's it's quite scary, but. Another thing about that case is, I don't know if you've seen any more recent interviews with David Berkowitz. Uh, he's he's had this kind of turnaround and uh, he, he's a, a born-again Christian now. Mm-hmm. And he helps people who might have, like, who are going down the same path as he was on. Yeah. And he he tries to help bring them back from that. Uh, you know, I don't know if this is all just a big ploy, but mm-hmm. you know, he's got no intention of coming out of prison. Um, he was I couldn't imagine so. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought it was the wisest thing to do anyway. No. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> he was due for parole after twenty five years, and that you know he could have applied for parole several times over now and he hasn't and that's probably quite smart yeah um and living the life that he's living it's also quite smart yeah uh, i've got no idea um if he is definitely telling the truth but when i watched the interviews i, I just had a feeling that it, he was it was genuine yeah it, you know Psychopaths, if he is a psychopath, and I don't know that he is, are are good at pulling the wool over your eyes, you know. Um, so just because somebody looks like they're genuine and talks like they're genuine and says things that sound genuine, it doesn't mean that they are. And yeah. I think it's something to to bear in mind. Um, psychopath, a good psychopathic trait is like they are convincing and they are. They can oh, be yeah. charismatic, and they can be oh, absolutely. Very, that's that's like a, a kind of trait that they've got. You know, what I mean, like look at Ted Bundy, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
a prime example. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done a lot of research into Ted Bundy. Obviously, know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've uh, I watched the documentary on Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. The, um, and the recent uh, there was a recent series, Netflix series. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all right. It's okay. Uh, the recent Netflix series, uh, which can't remember the actor's name, but it was terrifying. It really yeah. was quite terrifying. Um, yeah, you, you and can see. Sorry to cut you off. One no, no. thing, it, one kind of, kind of thing, it, it took me in the the kind of series when it was going on about the father and obviously the father like killing animals and showing him how to butcher animals and stuff like that and. People would maybe think that's that's kind of how it started and, and things, but there's loads of people um, across the world who butcher animals and and hunt and things like that, but they don't turn into serial killers. That's right. Um, but one thing that was different with about Jeffrey Dahmer was that he had a head injury, a brain injury, mm-hmm. when he was young, and that may have affected things for him. It uh, may have, you know, just the way that he might have perceived things, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was also brought up in a very uh, Christian, I think it was Lutheran, home. And uh, it became atheist, probably just despite his parents who were always bickering. Yeah. Um, and later on, he found empowerment i suppose in films like the exorcist and uh what was the other one can't remember anyway <clears throat> exorcist in particular exorcist three in particular i think yeah because he 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 felt that he was the the devil mm-hmm. and he took on the persona and he watched these obsessively i think and and imagined himself as being the devil in those films and uh, that that's part of what led to to his crimes now again i'm a big fan of the exorcist and the exorcist 3 mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that i'm going to go out and do what he did yeah. but um i don't probably have any genetic predispositions i, I don't have any brain injuries or brain disease that I know of. Uh, and it has to be said, um, I, I'm also a woman, and most serial killers are men. Yep. Um, that That's not to say that uh, women cannot be violent, because they can, mm-hmm. um, but... Um, or, or whether women are just better at not getting caught, you know, that's... <laughs> that's where the missing people go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I shouldn't laugh. It sounded like a, a bit of an evil laugh there. No, not at all. Not at all. I know we're just joking. <laughs> one, one of the interesting things I'm going to jump on what you're talking about, just to come back to Ted Bundy, and it was one thing I was just going mm-hmm. to mention. I think we talked about it the last time actually we had when we had a chat. But one of the interesting stories when we're talking about the the kind of guiding force for some of these people, 
and it was almost like they were being protected. But sometimes it happened another way. So they got caught at the very end in some really peculiar way where they actually, it was like a, a guiding force. But there was there was one story in the Ted Bundy story, which Kenny always kind of stuck in my mind, where there was, um, he was pretending to be blind or he couldn't see. And he was asking some lady, uh, um, or young girl, if she could go to the show where a certain address was. And she said, eh, no, because you know, it was a stranger. And he said, look, even if you just take going to the next next hotel for you and you can just show me the telephone book and I've, I've got the, the address here and give me the number or something, or something like that. So when he went and he took her in the lift upstairs to like a big kind of um, conference area, which was empty. Mm-hmm. And um, when she was looking through the telephone book, she said he's... His eyes had turned like, and this was like a, a trait you'd probably know of. But his eyes, his eyes basically had turned black. Like you said, his eyes had turned black, like different persona, and his face and his eyes had turned like black. And the lawyers would see that about him, even when he was in jail and stuff like that. Sometimes he would just take on this different kind of persona. Yeah. And um, she, he was ready to kind. She actually, I think he, she wasn't watching him at this point, but she got like a, a funny feeling and, and turned around, and he was like coming towards her with these kind of like just dark eyes, whatever, as I like glazed over. Yeah. And then the the lift opened and there was like a, a bellboy came out or something like that or, or somebody who worked in the hotel and says, You need to come with me now. And he and he and he and she kind of dead pun they got a fright or whatever and backed off and she just went with the the bellboy type guy down the lift and then the lift opened and then he the lift doors open. He went out, and, it, and she said he disappeared. She couldn't mm-hmm. find him, and it was almost like it was like some kind of guardian angel, which was basically it helped her out. And it was like it was portrayed as that in, in the kind of bit of story. But it was just I just always found that bit of that kind of story. It was it was, it was almost like there was something trying to um, stop him in his tracks or, or whatever else. You know what I mean, or help yeah. people. You know what I mean? It's so, incredible. I mean, there are some sort of good versus evil stories. Um, that sounds like a very good one, uh, and I, we may have spoken about that before because I, I do remember it now, and it doesn't surprise me. I've seen um, videos of possession where it looks like the person's eyes have turned black, and mm-hmm. um, this is genuine videos. Uh, yeah. It's not like films, um, and um. I was going to say, David, get my second. Oh, yeah, I know what it was. Um, David Berkowitz, when he w- went into jail, he was still doing his rituals, demonic, satanic rituals in the yeah. cell for a, for a while. And then he just kind of stopped because whatever, this is what I think, whatever had a hold over him, he wasn't of any use to it anymore. Yeah. He he was inside. He was locked up. He couldn't do what that spirit wanted him to do. Yeah. That's one possible. Uh, if you want to go down the the possession route, that is one possibility. And he does say that um, he was possessed. I think he's confused about what actually was going on was was a uh you know something he just says it's it was something within myself but I wasn't in my right mind. Yeah. And um 
it just the way he describes it, it it does just it does sound like um possession and uh, I'm trying to think who it was and it wasn't Ted Bundy but somebody else said that oh I know what it was it it was um it was a, a teenage cult and the 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 this boyfriend of the daughter he wanted to run away with the daughter and he killed both her parents mm -hmm. in front of one of his friends and they were only supposed to begin to rob the place and yeah. when he turned round and the friends sort of looking at this in like horror you know uh, and he said he had a look on his face that he had never seen before it was like pure evil mm -hmm. And I do believe that in some cases, not in all, but in some cases, there is something that overpowers the uh, the criminal, the yeah. murderer, um, and and you know because it enjoys suffering, it enjoys pain, um, and and the pain that's already in that person, because something has to have let them in. Yeah, that's the important thing, you know, that something has to have let them in, and that usually is that the person has been um, abused, perhaps in childhood, and um, uh, or, or or you know neglected or um, abandoned, yeah. various various different reasons, <clears throat> and that's led to them going down a specific route. Of yeah. you know they they may have mental health problems. They may have used drugs to try and cope with that, which hasn't worked out for them, and and so on and so forth. They've, they've probably used ways to uh, keep this monster at bay. You know this yeah. this thing that wants to get out, uh, but at some point it has got in. I'm trying to uh, think you the there was a sorry to cut you off there. There, there was no, another okay. one. There was another one as well. I can't remember. Was it late seventies? Um, can't remember his name. You know, it'll probably come to you if, if you know it. But he, he was a bit. He was a bit younger, and he he used to um break into people's houses and 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 murder and kill them and stuff like that. And the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. Yeah, yeah, that's it. His eyes went black as well. Yeah, I could remember yeah. them talking about that. That his eyes would turn black. Um, I, I could imagine, I've actually not come across that. I'm going to have a wee bit of a dig. See, whenever I think I've finished this talk. Yeah, there's arms and legs <laughs> to it, definitely. Something always drags me back in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get Honestly, out, but they pull me back in. <laughs> this, yeah, exactly. The sleepless nights that I've had. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And, and that's imagine. um that's that's not just like the as as well as the the stuff that is now in my head, but um just the sleepless nights getting this talk written, you know, and going over stuff and making sure have I got the right information or is that just hearsay? Is that just what somebody thinks? Is that did somebody actually see that? Where's the evidence for it? I, you know, it's it's been a quite a big task to write this. Yeah, it really has. Um, I'll even talk about things like Heaven's Gate. That's another thing. Yeah. Um, Marshall Applewhite. Yeah. Was um, that Hail Bob? 
That's right. It was the Hale-Bopp Comet. Yeah. And uh, Jimenez cult had this belief that they were going to jump on it and uh, God was an alien who was going to take them off to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know, see, when I read some of these things, I think, I hope he was right. <laughs> you know, I hope you're in heaven. And <laughs> But I, I really very much doubt that, um, not, not, I don't doubt that they're in heaven or, or some version of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do doubt that it was a spaceship that took them there mm-hmm. that was, you know, hidden by the tail of Comet Hale-Bopp. Yeah. And you, there are some crazy, crazy notions um, that people do believe that, you know, these people died willingly yeah. with a smile on their face. Yeah, yeah. They, they went to the grave with a smile. The, the recorded messages saying, yeah, uh, thir- what was it? Was it 39 of them? 39 to beam up or something like that? Yeah. And they were all joking about it, and and not only that, they, they, the 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 men mutilated themselves. They they cut off their genitalia because they were supposed to be like non gendered. Yeah, it's mad, and isn't it? I know. Uh, it's oh, some crazy stuff. Some interesting. Really crazy I mean, stuff. really, really interested. No, I, mean, I can remember when when all that went on at the time with the whole Bob. I've just pictured that in the sky there. Remember it? Mm, um, yeah. The comet was there for a good while. It was, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, and I know that we all hear some strange things in this paranormal community that that we're in. Um. So, you know, this has been, this has been an eye opener for me. Yeah. You know, because people can be talked into believing things. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um you know, Marshall Applewhite, they they thought he was like the the Messiah. You know, he was the second coming. And uh you know if anybody says that to you, run as fast as you can in yeah, the totally. opposite direction. Uh because that that is not what's going to happen. No, you're here. You're here for a reason, if anything, to to yeah. survive this for some reason. No, for to end it, to jump on the nearest comment as flying pie. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So you're here to learn, um, yeah. to a certain degree. You know what I mean. But, but it just shows you how something can go so wrong. Yeah. So quickly. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So that's. Uh, I'll be frightening the pants off everyone with that talk. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be a dry eye in the house. <laughs> Might not be a dry seat in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'd better tell you about some of our other speakers. Uh, I'm kind of hogging the limelight here. Oh, no, that's all right. That'll be an interesting conversation. Um, but it, it is, it is. It's... I'll, I'll give you one thing. If you've no, if you've no um, listened to it or looked into it already. I can't remember the actual name of the actual serial card, but there's a, a really, really good podcast called Evil Has a Name. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about a serial killer. And it's it's right through the amount of... You see him developing right through it. Kind of thing. It's a really, really good podcast. If you've not, been, if you've not heard it before, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good one. It's free. It's so audible. I mean, it's, um, okay. it's quite good. Like, it's worth, it's Is worth it. Is it um, 
is that a fiction or is it as 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 fact? Yeah. It's fact, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm no, I'm going to spoil it, but I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't actually believe it. I mean, it's, it's, it's I hadn't heard of the case before. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why um, I hadn't heard it before because the guy was the cop, and um, and until I'll say I'm not going to tell you if he got caught recently or no or whatever else, but I listened to it. It's called Evil Has a Name. You get it on uh, Audible and stuff like that. Okay, um, but it's pretty good. You, if I, if I can remember the actual. Name of the serial killer, you'll probably know it. I'll, I'll dig okay. it out before the end of the podcast and, and okay. relay the right. because obviously that's not the serial killer's name, but the, the serial killer will be known as that. No, but it was called um, the was it the Golden Gate Killer or something like that? Golden oh, Gate. right, okay. Um, uh-huh. I've not done I'm, any research on uh, that know, one. I'm not going to jump in too much about it. Obviously, we're going to talk about other things, but um, it stems from there was a few different. Um, names for different people across a number of different states, and he was the same person. Um, but I mean, oh. the, the podcast is really good; it's worth listening to. And it's it's quite um, it's quite good. Like, it's well made. Um, but listen, uh, we'll move on to the other people in the, the conference. <laughs> if you want to do that, yes, yes, okay. <laughs> Who else um, we got? So we've got John Cobb. He's a first time speaker, but yep. he's been coming to our conferences since twenty fifteen. Um, so he always supports us, and. Um, He's a, a ufologist um, and a spiritualist. Um, right. So he's got an interest in the paranormal and he's he currently goes to a development circle, practices mediumship. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to be talking about, about something completely different from all that. He's going to be talking about Hitler, the reptilians and the Nazi space programme. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so this is in the run up to the Second World War. Yeah. Um, German secret societies and the Nazi SS, they were guided allegedly to three large caverns in Antarctica by reptilian extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. These remote bases, John says, were used to launch space missions to the moon, planets, and the solar system, and most remarkably to distant interstellar locations. Um, so the question is, what was the purpose of these uh, missions? And um, did the Nazi SS build its own UFO in the, the Bell, the de Glock? Yep. What was the dark fleet and what was the arrangement between Hitler and the reptilians? So he's going to be having a chat about that. Now, I, I don't really know an awful lot about this subject. I don't know an awful lot about the reptilians. Um, I do know that the reptilians are associated with um, the the demonic side of things. You know, mm-hmm. they they quite often uh, when I've I've heard people given saying something was demonic, and somebody's suggesting that it was actually a reptilian thing. So, yeah. and I know that they also have the reputation of being not very nice. Um. And obvious. Sorry, on you go. You go. No, and obviously Hitler um, and the Nazis had this interest in the occult. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that will come into this talk, uh, but the the Thule Society is that can I think that was kind of. Oh, I've heard of. I have heard of that, but I don't know what it is, um, offhand. But uh, they. 
they were, uh, if, if ever, if ever something was evil, it was what they did. Mm-hmm. Not you know? totally. And I, because I, from that point of view, I can, um, you know, I can get into the what they were, what they were all about, and why there might be a connection between Hitler and the reptilians. Um, you know, because I, f- I firmly believe that something evil was going on there. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I mean, they, during during the times, there was definitely um, evil going on there. Um, I can always remember a statement for it. I can't remember the film what it was. And were, it was maybe it was probably a horror film. They were talking about evil, what evil was. And one of the kind of statements for the film, I'll, I'll not get justice what it was, but it, it said, um, I perceive evil to be evil was when it swept through like Nazi Germany in like the Second World War. And then, like, obviously, evil swept through Rwanda and the genocides happened and stuff like that. And it kind of Vels man to do all these evil things, or can I don't know, like obviously lie, cheat, and con man into these evil things. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. as well, but yeah. you need somebody to do it at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And, and humans are, you know, at the end, <laughs> probably willing to do some of these things. You know what I mean? Because they're either brainwashed or mm-hmm. um, they think it's probably the right thing at what they're doing at the time. I mean, it's it's, it's mad. Yeah, I I remember, like I don't know if if I'm ever going to make it to um, Auschwitz because of my disabilities, but I did watch a, a it was a a drone video, yeah, flying over Auschwitz, and I still felt it through the the camera, and I, I still had this awful sense of evil the evil had been there it touched it you know it maybe maybe wasn't there anymore or maybe it was dormant i don't know but it had been there and it had it still had left its mark um it was like i don't have to actually visit that place because yeah. i can feel it and i i probably wouldn't be i probably shouldn't go yeah because it would be to, to actually be standing there um would would uh, probably be quite emotional. Well, I know it's emotional for anybody anyway, but uh, I just I, I just really feel things, you know, like that. I, things like that. Spied, I mean, spidey senses, you know. Yeah, when, yeah. When, things when like that almost leave like a, a stain on, oh, yeah. on the earth. And, and, even to some of the, like the, I could just be like a normal murder that happened through kind of violence or whatever else and I mean it, it's yeah. these things I don't know it's they, they tend to leave a stain and obviously like places like Auschwitz I mean it, it's it's going to take a lot longer to clean that stain than it is going to be um, for other places if you know what I mean if that makes sense I don't think it'll ever I, I, I doubt it, it can ever be taken away what, what the Nazis did during the Second World War, I, I really don't think that that can can ever be. You know, it's like the Lady Macbeth. Will these hands never be clean? Um, yeah. It's 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 that kind of thing. Once blood is spilled, it's spilled. Yeah. Uh, there's no going back. 
and uh, and it leaves a stain. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I've kind of got away from what John is talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, but just, I mean, very interesting, obviously. Yeah, I'm just kind of going back into what my interests are, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I mean. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know anything really about the de Glock. Um, and that's the bell. The bell, then, oh, yeah. yeah, uh huh. Um, or the the dark fleet. So I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what he has to say. I know the reptilian subject is um unusual for some people. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to take if you if you're really not into that subject, then it's kind of hard to believe a little bit. Uh, and I I have been like that in the past um the only sort of experience that i've had uh, over time was seeing it like in someone it was like it was attached to them mm-hmm. or it was or it was in them and i could kind of see this very momentarily i mean it was in a split second i suddenly got their why their personality was was being like that it, I saw this other thing within them you know it was very odd I, I mean I don't know if that's perhaps where the likes of David Icke is coming from when he talks about reptilians morphing into um, you know various politicians and whatever is it that we are actually seeing the personality of the person and or is it that there actually is something in them? It's interesting the amount of I'll need to, the, the type of badges. I'm just trying to think what they are, or emblems, or um, signs for. Um, I think it's like geospatial intelligence agencies mm-hmm. and, and things like that. The, the amount of them that contain either um, a reptile, a dragon's tail, some kind of connotation to some reptilian. You'd be amazed the amount of them. I'll need you actually dig out the floor. I think before I'm trying to think who was it done the presentation on it, which did contain quite a lot. It might have been um, John Ramirez, and the amount of different badges or patches or, or things like that to do with some of these different intelligence agencies and that, um, mainly to do with like geospatial or global stuff, or, or contained um, some type of reptilian feature in it. Which is mad if you think yeah, for some reason yeah. why. <laughs> it really is, yeah. Um I, I remember speaking to someone at a conference and they they claimed to have been abducted by reptilians. Um and again I felt that they they were being genuine. There was a you know, they look frightened. And uh, they had had this experience. They had seen these beings. Mm-hmm. So, although it's easy to dismiss things like that, you know, it's not within the realms of possibility either. Mm-hmm. People do have these experiences. That's it. The, the more you look into it. Um, the more you find that um, people having these experiences, yeah, that's it. You do, yeah, um, more and more, yeah. So that is 
John. Let's see who we've got next. Well, we've got Mark, your friend Mark. Uh, Mark Anderson? Yeah, Mark, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm just uh, letting my husky in there. She was chapping at the door. All right. Oh. Give me two seconds. Okay. Are you coming in? Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's one of the football or something. <laughs> so I've got my office now in the garden, in the garage. So, um, yeah. Sorry. So you've got Mark Anderson on as well? Yes. Yes. Your friend Mark. And uh, he's. Does he sometimes. Uh, Mark, comes on the, Mark comes on the podcast uh, now and again. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, together and stuff like that. We catch up now and again. Um, He's such a nice guy. And yeah, he's Mark's good. Aye. Such a fantastic good. researcher. It's, I wish we could actually have more time to spend and do uh, do things with each other because it's usually, I mean, we're juggling kids and work and everything yeah. else, you know what I mean? So you know what it's like. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. I think we'll, we'll try and maybe catch up and do a bit more together in the future. Um, yeah, because he is doing a lot of kind of groundbreaking stuff, really. And uh, his talk is on AI, artificial intelligence and aliens. Um, He has been really working hard on this talk. He He's even done a, a course on AI just for this talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's such a dedicated researcher. This guy, you know, when yeah. when he yeah, was doing the talk is. about oh, he really is. When he was doing the talk about um haunted uh, buildings in Scotland, yeah. he went round the whole of Scotland and he made a point of asking people if they had seen or heard anything, you know, yeah. in these places. Uh, he he really is a, a remarkably good researcher and very enthusiastic and and a nice guy to boot, you know. Uh, so he, so he's going to be talking about that now. So this is based really on a year long investigation into how we can apply new technologies and methodologies, including art- artificial intelligence in the quest for answers to some of, of uh, these questions yeah. um, that arise from things like uh, UFO sightings. And can we predict them? But he says that he feels that we'll get more information from looking at the witnesses and what you know is going on with them. Yep. Um, than I think trying to predict when a UFO will appear. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, putting all that information into a database. Uh, it's quite possible that that we will see some patterns emerging eventually, because yeah. it it would take an awful lot of data. Um, uh, from the way that I understand it. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's a fascinating and and quite new, uh, topic within ufology. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think it's something that is going to take us into the future of ufology. And um, I've said it before, Mark, Mark uh, is the one to watch as far as new ufologists are concerned. He, yeah, he definitely. really is. I yeah. think it would be interesting to see in regards to what he's, what he's saying about the AI. And um, I, I've had discussions with him about it and stuff like that. I mean, we talked about it and how it's applied to um, sightings, data, 
and witnesses and, and things like that. I think one of as far as a, as far as I'm led to believe, um, but what I, what, I, what I think I know anyway, um, the one of the largest kind of databases that would probably compile together, apparently, is supposed to be the one that the OSAP program did. They had um, about twenty people working on it constantly, um, pulling data together and, and things like that. So, I mean, as as far as I know, that's supposed to be like the, there's probably other databases out there as well. But um, I wonder if they've applied anything like that to it, or, or to try and obviously predict or predict a type of person or all that kind of stuff as well. And even mm-hmm. it's uh, even looking at that, predicting people, it links into kind of things where like Gary Nolan, they're they're kind of they're looking at when they were doing stuff with like the brain um scans and things like that to see what what was keen they can be identified and people have been abducted in a brain scan and uh-huh. then try to apply that elsewhere to see if it's maybe uh, in others or, or whatever else. But I mean the whole kind of subject with applying a lot of new sciences, AI, things like that is, is totally kind of interesting. Like it is, I mean, because you you will maybe see some as I say, uh some things will show up that it's what all these things have in common, perhaps. You know, yeah. what do all these people have in common? What makes them different? Yeah. As well as what makes them the same. Um, yeah, I think there's there's quite a lot to be studied in that area. There's quite a lot to think about. Um yeah. Even on the other side of it, I mean, there's one kind of thing I think we discussed in the past as well on the other side of it about, um, I always kind of thought, thinking back to things where you had like UFOs, for example, buzzing nuclear sites and, and things like that, or there were even later talks, um, a, I'm trying to bait UFOs mm-hmm. with certain different signals or neutrinos or, or, or things like that, whatever it was, or, or radiation signatures and things. So, we all that kind of thing. You think is is that AI? You know, what I mean, there's something that can be actually be either brought in because some type of signal or some type of thing. So it's obviously reacting to something. So that's like on the other kind of side of it. You know, I mean, not even talking about like like UFOs, occupants or anything like that. But you're maybe talking about if there's maybe something that's 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 triggering something to come in and and things like that. I always kind of kind of thought of that aspect of it as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of found it interesting where. Um, one of the latest kind of films that came out, uh, kind of movie blockbuster film that came out was um, um, Moonfall. And huh? that kind of ended up to be AI as well. You know what I mean? So you wonder where these blockbusters get their ideas from. Well, obviously, it's just people and stuff, I mean, as well. But yeah, you know, in, in the past, where some of these stories come from people within the government and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. aye, so mm-hmm. off on a tangent there, but I listen to the video and see Mark's story as well and his uh, yeah. presentation. Aye. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, next up is John Tantalan. Um, he's from Edinburgh, grew up in the north of Edinburgh, and as a youngster, his grandfather would tell him many exciting stories about his time in the Navy and as a crew member on the Granton trawler boats. And uh, there's a good story that I, I think you'll uh, tell uh, at the conference, perhaps, called Slangeva, which is a terrifying nautical tale. And um, it left him, the, the, the whole tale left him searching for, for, for more stories uh, yeah. about, uh, about these kind of things. And he 
went on to discover many tales from the north of the city. Uh, he's got those in his book, North Edinburgh Nightmares. And uh, then he's got a second book. Um, I think it's just more. No, it's Beyond North Edinburgh Nightmares, that's that, which is going to be the title of his talk. Sounds good. And uh, so he's going to release some sections from his first book, um, including the, the terrifying tale of the ghost ship of the Alma and the sinister Wardy Steps. Um, he's, he's going to talk about two haunted cinemas, um, which are not there anymore, mm. um, but he'll give you know, witness accounts and, and the chilling memories that people have of being in this in these cinemas. Yeah. Um he's going to talk about Portobello and its haunted neighbours. Um so ghostly events in the Edinburgh seaside town. Uh and haunted pubs, that's another thing he's going to be mentioning. Lots of them. Um lots of them in Glasgow as well actually. Uh, Sounds interesting that. So maybe yeah, going to visit I mean, a haunted, haunted pub and maybe get a drink at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all kinds of spirits. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> um, they're spawning the Newtown pub with a cursed skull in its basement. Um, and I think I think he's actually been to see it and it's not in, um, you would imagine it would be in a, like a glass case like Annabelle's doll, the, the, the yeah. doll Annabelle, you know. <laughs> But uh, I don't, if I remember from our interview, it wasn't, it was just in some kind of cupboard, you know, it wasn't. I thought you were going to say sitting on the bar there. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I owned the bar, that's exactly where I would put it. But yeah, then I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind, kind of dark that way. <laughs> um, that sounds very interesting, though, yeah. I'm interested yeah, in that. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, he's got lots of tales to to tell. So between my talk and his talk, we'll be scaring everybody rotten, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So who's next? Uh, oh, Larry Wilkins. Um, she's again a first time speaker, and um, she's an advocate for the Society of the New Message. She grew up in North Tur uh, North Turkey, no, 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 Northern Kentucky, right. and um, she's had a lifelong fascination with UFOs because she's witnessed strange strange lights in the sky when she was a young girl. Yeah, and then six years ago, she had a life changing experience, and that led her to start speaking out regarding the presence of these craft in our skies. Um. She's convinced that this represents some threshold for the human family that uh, she believes must be approached with caution, but also has the potential to unite everyone. Um, I mean, I guess you could call this a, a UFO religion, perhaps, or or a, a UFO philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, it, it certainly does have those kind of aspects to it. I do find that really interesting now. That's good. Yeah. Uh, especially linking in, obviously, UFOs, potential abductions, um, getting the old consciousness mm. part of it in regards yes. to 
um, sole contracts and all this kind of thing. I do find it really, really interesting. I kind of and need quite a lot of that and follow quite a lot of different podcasts on that. So I'm interested to hear um, their presentation stuff like that as well. It'll be good. Yeah. Um, I mean, this all climate change comes into it as well. Yeah. You know, the the depletion of resources on the planet um, and these uh, ET forces yeah. potentially that are flying in the skies um, that, that we've reached, she she believes, a, a turning point in history. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this goes back to um, another Marshall, would you believe? <laughs> oh, God. Um, Marshall, don't, don't put that in the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, this goes back to a man called Marshall Vian Summers. And uh, he, under went a remarkable transformation in his own life. I think he, um, in in meditation, he channeled um, these these messages that said that we were being assisted from beyond our world um, and that, you know, that we were, um, we were being, What's the word? Um, we were being treated negatively by other alien forces. Mm-hmm. And these uh, visitors from our galaxy actually nearly lost their own worlds to the same forces which are intervening here now on Earth. Um and she talk, she'll talk about a, a, a set of briefings called the Allies of Humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and she'll be able to explain what that exactly is uh, in her talk. Um, I, you know, I, I know a lot of people in ufology are, um, they, they will quite often dismiss uh, UFO religions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well... You know, from from the Heaven's Gate experience, they they might be quite wise to do so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but some people do have the the best of intentions. And I, I interviewed somebody from the Aetherius Society, and I was fascinated yeah. by what they told me. And I, you know, I was very interested in what Larry told me as well. It doesn't believe that it doesn't mean that I'm going to rush off out and join any group because that's that's not who I am. That's not what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, but I can still appreciate the message being given. Um and and I think that'll be I think a lot of people will find that talk interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm just sorry, go on. No, so just yeah, definitely. I mean that's I mean the now in ufology and Regards to um, when you look at it, it, it now, it, it's. I mean, I know obviously yourself, and we we look at it for like a, a broad spectrum, covering quite a lot of aspects of it and stuff. But I mean, you, but what's coming out now in regards to not just nuts and bolts craft, but there's like quite a lot of stuff we are talking about consciousness, and you've got people coming out like um, John Ramirez talking about obviously the consciousness aspect to it. 
You've got people like Jim Simivan for XCIA guy. You've then got like obviously the, the Chris Bledsoe story, um, which relates into um kind of spirit side of things as well, if not like not just like he, he kind of claims that the UFO of God, that was a book of a doubt. But the interesting thing with that is like he was invited to NASA and stuff like that to ground NASA and had interviews and things like that and, and all that. And it seems to be like there's a it's almost like some parts of the military are trying to understand it better, that part of it, because they don't know or not being involved in that part of it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting times because there's more and more things coming out in regards to the consciousness or spiritual side of it in regards to things like that, like the Bledsoe story, things like QHHT, you know what I mean, going back and Dolores Cannon and, and obviously um, the stories we hear at the conference, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's, there's loads out there. And I mean, Absolutely. It's, it links I... into lots, you know what I mean? I mean, my my husband, uh, he's a psychic medium, and he has um, had messages from extraterrestrials on many occasions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think the the one time that I can think of is the for myself uh, was when there was the circle in the ceiling above my bed and the beings were looking down at me. But there was a cone going to my third eye, like a cone of light coming to my third eye. And that was where I was seeing, I think, I think that's what it was. Either they were projecting in or I was, there was some link being made there anyway. And um, to me, that is a, exactly what you're talking about you know this uh, communication uh in consciousness mm-hmm. through your consciousness uh i find so, it interesting as well is like when it, it links into a lot of stuff as well if you look at like the Monroe institute and bob monroe and all the information that bob monroe retrieved when he was doing out-of-body experiences and things like that it, it totally links in to the consciousness aspect and spiritual side of ufology and it's a, it's totally an interesting part of the subject. I really do find it mega interesting. Yeah. Uh, next up is Malcolm Robinson. Malcolm probably needs no introductions. <laughs> um, I'm sure everybody in their auntie knows who, Mike, yeah. who Malcolm Robinson is. Um, so he's the, the founder, if you don't know, of Strange Phenomena Investigations, and he's got several books out now. Um, you might have seen him on radio or TV, uh, and he is going to be talking about curses and haunted objects. So, first of all, you know the certain people believe that uh, you can curse, um, you can curse other people, um, and he'll be talking about things such as voodoo dolls, witchcraft curses, and black magic. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a little bit about what I'll be talking about too. So sometimes our talks kind of, um, like speakers' talks, kind of complement one another. Um, yeah. and, and I think that we have a good selection of talks that are actually going to be doing that. Um, and he's going to be talking about this incredible curse that was attributed to the, to um, James Dean's car, yeah. um, which I think... Even parts that were um, from the car 
and used in other cars caused problems. And uh, he'll also call, uh, talk about the, the so-called curse of Tutankhamun's tomb. Uh, I don't think it's so much of a curse. I, th- I think, I, I, I don't know if it's actually been proved, but um, I certainly remember hearing about um, bacterial spores that had been in there for goodness knows how many years and yeah. they were released when they went into uh, the the pyramids and um, uh, that has has caused people to to die mm-hmm. um and that's that's one thing but uh, I'm sure he'll be able to tell us all about that and uh, the hope diamond gem I don't really know too much about um I need to actually did talk about it in my show and I can't remember what he said um and the Gillette company uh, he'll be talking about they they've got a curse associated with them um even the 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 crucible the snooker mm-hmm. uh, crucible has got a curse associated with it and um superman and the tv and the movies i think it's not specific to a particular actor i think it's specific to superman the subject yeah you know um, that that things have happened there, and um, another thing is Rudolph Valentino's ring, and uh, a curse that's associated with two notable oak trees. And then he'll go on to talk about haunted objects. So there's Abraham Lincoln's haunted train, the uh, Busby stoop chair, and haunted paintings. He'll talk about Robert the doll and Annabelle the doll and mm. Mandy the doll, as well as a haunted wedding dress and another haunted chair. So I don't know how you feel about haunted objects. Um, I remember being down at uh, New Lanark with a friend and we went into the shop and in the shop there was they were selling miniature standing stones. Yeah. And my friend and I bought, uh, I think we bought a couple each. No, we bought one each, I think. And when we went to pay for them, the guy behind the, the desk, if it was a prank, he, he was a very good actor, but he said, um, this place is evil. And I would advise you to get in your car and drive away and never, never look back. <laughs> right? And Good salesman. I'm, eh? What? Good salesman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of looking at I'm like, now this was in the days before I really was into, um, uh, you know, interested in uh, the subject of uh, demons and and things like that. Yeah. This was before then. So I'm looking at this guy and thinking, is he being serious? And I'm looking at my friend and and we, we just said, okay, right? And we, we, we went away with our, our wee standing stones. And, you know, we were hounded by bad luck uh, for quite a while, both of us. And we we talked about this and then we said, 
think it's got anything to do with those standing stones? And I said, well, do you know, I'm not that attached to mine that it's going to bother me if I throw it out. Yeah. You know, let's just throw them out. And that's exactly what we did. Mm -hmm. And the bad luck seemed to stop. Having said that, we all, every human on the planet experiences good luck and bad luck. The, the, you know, the wheel of fortune is forever changing because when something good happens, you know, uh, eventually something bad is going to happen. Yeah. And then eventually after that, something good is going to happen. This happens to us all. So, you know, I think I tend to believe that the power of a curse only has that power if somebody believes in it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Intention. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I could well be proved wrong in that. Um uh, yeah, I definitely believe that as well. It's like attention, intention, and belief. I mean, that's that's what's going to um, make that. I mean, the I'll tell you a funny story. I, I almost I almost bought a, a, a picture of the crime boy because <laughs> it was in a it was in a oh yeah um, it was in a big antique shop up next day. I mean, is it, is it past calendar on the meeting calendar? And uh, I was hill walking. I popped in one day. I just had a quick nose round to see what was in there. And uh, I seen a picture of the crying boy sitting in one of the the wee, the wee kind of stall bits. And I kind of thought, well, I could buy that. I'm going to buy that. And I thought, nah, you better not. <laughs> just for the point, <laughs> I, I know the, the, the kind of the story behind the crying boy that causes fires in people's houses and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I, cho I chose gonna... not to buy it. You know what I mean? But I, I mean, <laughs> I just about did. <laughs> there was a few times I meant to go back and buy it. <laughs> yeah, because you wonder, like, if something is. Um... In that uh, image, is it in every image of that image, or is it in that specific? You yeah. know, we used that to have one, one and only. We had one um, back in the day. Um, one of the pictures, mm -hmm. couldn't remember it. Um, house never burnt down, but um, I don't well, think it lasted go. too long in the house. You know I mean, but I'm sure we had one of them. You know I mean, but then, uh, um, I can mind the scene at the exact same one that was in there. And uh, mm -hmm. I just about bought it, and I thought I'll go back and get that. I would send it to somebody. <laughs> <For a laugh. laughs> <Or a joke. laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't bother. <laughs> <That's a joke. laughs> maybe I should buy one and put it in the raffle at the conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll maybe go back to the stairs. Maybe it's still there. It was a while ago, but it could be. <laughs> um, I I know I sound quite like I, I joke about these things, uh, but I do also take, you know that that side of life seriously so, yeah me too me too I do. yeah uh, but you've got to you've got to also have some light-heartedness um and when you're when you're looking at dark subjects you have to have a bit of a sense of humor as well or you know you would be completely depressed yeah uh, i have to keep taking comedy breaks i haven't done all this uh, talk on on serial killers and cults and sacrifices and you know um i've had to watch a lot of comedy along the way too <laughs> yeah a lot of times when i'm I'm doing the the ufo rabbit hole i mean that, that for me yeah. sometimes you, you really need to take a break for it oh, yeah. um because Definitely. you can just get too deep into that and i mean there's been a few times where i've kind of thought right just commit it 
because mm-hmm. uh, and I think we've all been there. You know what I mean, but you can't. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're you're dragged back, kicking and screaming usually. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, that's um, what happened with me. I think you know, just uh, just kind of dragged back into it. Yeah. Um. Uh, after having several more experiences and thinking, oh, I want to, I want to look more into this. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, the next speaker up is Ron Halliday. Dear Ron Halliday. Yeah. Um. He is going to be talking about bizarre mysteries of the sea. Now, I, I'm going to love this talk, not only because, I'm going to love it anyway, because it's Ron that's given this talk, and he's a really, really interesting uh, speaker. He yeah, yeah. has a lot of information, he's got a lot of knowledge. Uh, if you've ever read any of his books, he's, yeah. he's an exceptional writer as well. And But I, but another reason I'm going to love this talk, um, and probably John Tantalans as well because of uh, the the nautical associations is because I come from Ayr, uh, which is on the coast, mm-hmm. and uh, I have very very fond memories of um, being by the the sea, uh, walking on the beach, you know, every Saturday, yeah, uh, with my dad, and and you know things like that, and looking out. I used to go down and um, just sit and look out to Aaron and be inspired to write when I was a teenager yeah you know so I, I really really do miss being by the sea actually but um also as Ron is going to say the hidden depths of the ocean are you know as mysterious as any yeah of the distant planets in the universe they, they they have many secrets we we don't know a lot we haven't reached a lot of parts of the ocean you know there's a lot of ocean that hasn't been seen by a human being um and so he's going to be talking about scottish sea monsters that's one uh he's also going to be talking about the sinking of the titanic USOs, so uh, unidentified submergible or submarine objects, the Bermuda Triangle, the Marie Celeste, the Flannan Isles, and Einhalo. Um, the Flannan Isles, I'm, I, I'm very interested in that story. Interesting story, yeah. Yeah, it's spooky. Yeah. Very spooky. Um, I watched a, there was a a, not a series. Uh, I think it was there's been a few a, films on it, aren't there? Recently, yeah, I'd say in the like last few a, years, anyway. Yeah, it was like a TV movie or something yeah. like that. Um, and it, it was really good. Um, yeah, it's a, a strange one. They're all strange ones. They, they see is a strange thing, you yeah. know. It, it's it's deep and it's dark and it's mysterious and mm. it holds many many secrets. That, that have yet to be uncovered you know animals are are um, being found like new animals new species are being found every day under yeah. the sea yeah totally you know um, there's there's so many things that we don't know about our planet mm-hmm. there really is um whether it's the physical uh or um you know like the physical things under the sea or whether it's um 
you know that these sort of unexplained sea monsters. Yeah. You know what? What are they? Um, are they? Does that come under the cryptozoology side of things, or does it come under the paranormal side of things? You know, and uh, there's there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of scope there. Definitely, oh, for, yeah, for a there's, really there's... really good talk. We don't know enough about the oceans. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know if it's in there. <laughs> I mean, so no, we've got no yeah. idea. And then, of course, things have been seen, um, like lights going and uh, vehicles, flying vehicles going in and out of the ocean. Yeah. Um. So, is there an underwater base of some kind? Mm-hmm. Um. That's you know, because it's it's perfectly possible to to build things underwater i think we've got no idea what has been you know the governments might have built not just like underwater but like underground and um yeah totally i you mean know. you always i always think that when I, if i'm driving in the continent like doing Spain or France, and you drive through some of the tunnels that go through the mountains. You're just like, come on, who are you kidding? Here, but the amount of stuff that could be under the under the ground. You know what I mean, oh, yeah. they've yeah. easily built these tunnels like through obviously mountains and stuff like that. But yeah, amazing yeah. to think what's actually probably underneath us. Absolutely, but yeah. I'm reminded of um, the. Have you seen the film The Meg? The Meg, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And they've got that sort of under. They've got those sort of underground, uh, under sorry, underwater uh, tunnels. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that that scene with the the shark that coming up and the the little girl playing yeah. with her toys. That's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, the Meg. So terrifying. <laughs> but I I do love a good shark movie, and uh, I loved it. I love Jaws, and I'm really looking forward to the Meg Two coming out. Um, is there a second one coming out? Is there? Yes, there is. There is. I think it's in August. Ah, if I remember right. rightly. So that that will be that will be fun to watch. I'll tell you what I have seen recently as well. This is kind of com- coming away from the ocean stuff, but what I've seen recently is um, the Pope's Exorcist. I just I, I know I'm kind of going back. To no, no, I'm just, about. I, I, I can mind the scene, seeing something for that. Yeah, yeah, I know. What you mm-hmm. mean. But I just I meant to uh, mention it when I was talking about things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a fabulous film. I I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really well done. Um, the there wasn't some necessary humor in it, like not over the top at all. Just. Yeah. Just showing the the sort of personality, I think, of uh, Father Amort, mm-hmm. um, because he did have a, a sense of humour, you know. So that that was portrayed, I thought, very well. But it was also a really powerful film, very powerful film. Yeah, that that is definitely one for people to watch. Not everybody's going to like it, right enough, you know. Um, uh, um, Sure, there's probably some negative reviews out by now, but uh, I thought it was really good. Yeah. No, I've, I've not seen it at the end, but I've, I've no, I did see something advertised about it, you know what I mean? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll get a look at that. Cool. Yeah. So, it sounds very interesting. So, in regards to, so we've got Run Holiday, um, USOs, Bermuda Triangles, is, is that 
Anyone else after that? Is that is all for the, um, the No, that, that is everyone. That's everyone. Uh, yeah, that's everyone. The only other person is Gordon Rutter, mm-hmm. uh, who is going to be our Master of Ceremonies. And uh, he's uh, comes from Edinburgh. He's a founder of the Edinburgh Fortean Society mm-hmm. and uh, the head of the Charles Fort Institute. He is also a writer. He's the author of Paranormal Edinburgh, Paranormal Newcastle, Ghosts Caught on Film, uh, and The Weird World of Charles Fort. He's co-authored How the Mushroom Got Its Spots and The Death and Life of the Great Lafayette. And he's contributed to a number of other books and magazines. Uh, and he, he's also into photography. That's the other thing he does. But uh, he, he's been at the conference too. Some might remember he gave a talk on mushrooms. So I think that's one of his main interests. It's one of mine's as well, actually. I gave a talk last year on um, uh, mushrooms uh, used in religion. Yeah. Uh, and there was you know, quite a lot of interesting things. Uh, but that is on YouTube. People can uh, c- can look at it. It's on my YouTube page. So we're yeah. talking on the Scottish UFO Conference, uh, Scottish it's... UFO and Parliament Conference. That's um, June the 17th. That is, what yes. What times it's... are we um, starting, finishing, things like that as well? It's 10 a.m., until 7pm so we've added on an extra hour but that's because we keep on running out of time to do um, the other things that we want to do uh, which is uh, having like a panel for question and answers we always run out and I think we need that wee extra hour just to to do that and also um, not to be too rushed doing uh, things like the, uh, the raffle and uh, the 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 very infamous now um, Tartan Skull Award, which we give every year <laughs> to <laughs> to uh, some deserving uh, researcher or uh, investigator, experiencer, or mm-hmm. somebody somebody within the field that we think is deserving of that. Um. So in regards to getting tickets, um, where can people find where to get tickets and stuff like that? They can get them on Eventbrite, but if you go to Scottish UFO and Paranormal Conference dot WordPress, <laughs> I'm going to start again. Yep. <laughs> Scottish UFO and Paranormal Conference dot WordPress dot com, and uh, on the the homepage there, you'll see if you scroll down, tickets ten pounds, and then uh, there's the Eventbrite uh, link there. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, so there's a link to that as mm-hmm. well. Um, I have to. I'll just say that people must be eighteen or over to attend our conferences, and yep. that's because of the licensing laws of the Queen Margaret Union, they pre- they prevent those under the, the age of 18 from entry. Right. So um, anyone who's underage trying to gain entry will be turned away. Um, and 
well, as your listeners probably have realised now, some content at the conference is unsuitable for children. Definitely, so, yeah. Um, definitely my talk anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to let children hear my talk. No, um, no, we'll kind of save that for when they grow up. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and maybe not even then. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, everything's on the uh, the WordPress page. Um. You've got a link to conference videos. You've got um a link to some Glasgow hotels if you need a hotel. Um, there's a link to parking where you can park around about the uni, uh, but about the Queen Margaret Union itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a, a a page for tickets that will take you straight to to the Eventbrite page. So, um, yeah, that I I, can't, I think I've covered it all. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> you have. I mean, that's it. Sounds absolutely fantastic. You know what I mean, so uh, I'll I'll be there myself as well. Oh, brilliant. It's uh, always, always a good day. The last few years, I've, I've missed it. I'm always on holiday at the same time. Uh, so, right, okay. This year we're not. Okay. So, oh, um, fabulous. So uh, that'll good. be good. So I'll be there as well. But what I will do is I'm going to grab my ticket before I put the podcast out, just in case I'm right. going to get one. So okay. <laughs> I always leave different at the last minute because I'm always chasing my tail with kids, work and everything else. So <laughs> part and parcel of life these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't know. I've got cats. <laughs> I've got kids. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. watched them chasing their tails. <laughs> there was one thing I was going to add, and just to come back to the conversation, I'll just add in. And I was trying to rack my brains um, because the reptilian thing wasn't a thing I'd actually looked at um, much. I kind of brains into a wee bit looking at bits and stuff like that, but it's not a subject that I delved into a lot um, deeply. But I listened to an interesting podcast uh, recently with a um, it was somebody who actually worked, who was quite high up in the Catholic Church, who used to like train, train um, priests and, and things like that. You know what I mean? And, and different theological things. Mm-hmm. And he had went through all the kind of biblical references and terms and things like that. And and he basically said that there was quite a lot of references to reptilians. Within this, and this is somebody who came to the church. I'll need to dig out the book. Um, oh, please do! Um, I'd be interested to tell you. That. I can tell you right now what the book is because I could remember I, I pinged um, one of the consellers at, and they'd already. I think they'd already bought it, and it was on its way when I'd said, um, "What's it called?" Uh, 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 uh. Did one of the consellers twins that wrote? No, it? no, they've not. Wrote, I mean, oh, right. I, I sent them the message. Uh, oh, right. okay. just on the book. Um, but I, I think he'd already had it in order and it said that. Ah, uh, right. I'll, I'll send you the link for it. But I, I yeah, think send me the link. because this is the guy who's has came from the church, mm-hmm. and he was. I'm trying to think what his what his his background was in, but it was mainly about um, interpreting. The or the texts and stuff like that, and, and he was he teaches like other people how to interpret the text and stuff like that, and and it was like some of the change in the names, it, it basically it didn't it, it wasn't the right, and what he had kind of found through a lot of different texts and a lot of different um, texts right across the board, not just even in Catholicism, but right across the board and other other mm-hmm. different religions that there was quite a lot of different references to reptilians. What he found, right. I find it's, it's, it's really interesting, but I'll, I'll dig it out and I'll send you. 
Uh, I'll okay. maybe stick it in the show notes. Anybody's interested what it was, and I mean, so I'll do that. Uh, but I just okay. wanted to add that in at the end. It was, it was, it was bugging me. I was like, what have I, what have I listened to recently? Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to get the book. Anyway, listen, um, thanks very much for coming on um, and sharing um, all the information about the Scottish UFO 4 and Parliament po- uh, Conference. Um, June the 17th, 10 to 7 p.m. Um, you find it online. If you just type in Scottish UFO 4 Parliament Conference, it does pop up uh, 2023. Um, and hope to see you if you can. Um, looking forward to it. should be good. And do you want to add anything else in at the end, Alison? I don't think so. I think that's about it. It's only it's only ten pounds, you know, for a whole day. It's a yeah. fun day. You get to speak to um, other people about subjects that you're interested in, because yeah. we've all got our different things that we're interested in. Um, so there is always somebody about to speak to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. If you come along, you're going to have a really fantastic day. Uh, so I look forward to seeing, you know, some of your listeners. Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, get in there and, and get to it. I mean, as I'm saying, I'm going to pop along as well. Be good. And I'll add in it as well. I just thought I'd add this in because we're talking about Malcolm Robinson there. Um, he's also got a talk on the Sunday, the 6th of August, uh, the Mikuro Hotel of Livingston. And he's talking about the, the Bob Taylor case again. I mean, so that'd be kind of worth it. Yeah. Um, get along as well at some point and see. I just thought I'd give my plug for that as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been to see that talk um, about Bob Taylor and there was lots of things that I had no idea about. Um, so that is a very interesting talk uh, if you, if people are wanting to go and see it. I'll tell you a quick funny story. Um, I, I turned up the week before. I went there. I went there. I went the wrong date, and then the other week, the week it was on, I was I was away. <laughs> oh, so, it was like it was like it was so quiet. I was like, "What's going on?" But I, I turned up the wrong date, so that was uh, that was that was marking oh, part no. for that one. So, um, busy lifestyle. <laughs> so, yes. So, listen, Alison, thanks very much for coming on, uh, and maybe get you on again soon. We can maybe talk about some other subjects and stuff like that. And, and yeah, that would be lovely. You know, I'm always going to turn it around to possession and exorcism. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, 